The Rick Jensen Show on 1017 FM, 1150 AM, WDEL, and streaming to your smart speaker and mobile device. Twitter files the federal government interfering with the election and denying Americans their First Amendment right to free speech. There is a House Judiciary Committee going on right now with FBI Director Christopher Wray. And on the phone is Dan Schneider, Vice President of the Media Research Center. Uh, they've been following this and all about, you know, free speech in America and following very, very closely uh, all the election interference. As a matter of fact, uh, if you go to MRC, that's .org, right, Dan? Is that right, .org? That's right. Okay, MRC.org. Thank you. Uh, You'll see uh, right from the very first till the very last of the reports on the Twitter files exactly and detailed, all the way to part 24 here, uh, how the federal government violated your free speech rights. Basically, I look at it this way, Dan. It's like if you're on a milk carton, plastic milk carton at Rodney Square here in Delaware, and the FBI agent comes and kicks it out from underneath you. That's the same thing that the uh, government was doing with Twitter. So, Dan Schneider, thanks for being on, and I'd love to get your take on this, please. Well, the only difference between your analogy and, and reality is that FBI director who's kicking the card over also is carrying a gun and threatening you with prosecution if you don't follow his instructions. Yeah, the, this, this fabulous judge... Uh, who issued the the injunction preventing the government from continuing to collude and coerce big tech to silence speech? He laid out the fact patterns so well. It's a 155 page decision where he lays out the facts how the Biden administration has been colluding with big tech and coercing big tech to do the bidding that government cannot do on its own constitutionally. And it's a it's the first rule of law here is that what the government cannot do, it cannot require somebody else to do on its behalf. That's exactly what the Biden administration has been doing, along with Christopher Ray at FBI, who is being hammered right now by Jim Jordan's Judiciary Committee and DHS and all of these other agencies within the Biden administration. They've been denying us of our most fundamental of all rights our right to free speech. When this first was discovered, we were talking about this, and my opinion was, well, you know, Twitter, Facebook, they they are private sector companies, and if they want to be liberal and allow only liberal political points of view, that's their prerogative. This, this, this these revelations uh, paint an entirely different picture. So, Let's presume it's true, and I do presume that this is true because it's not just evidence, it's proof that's been presented regarding the federal government denying individuals their free speech rights. So let's presume, Dan, that this is all true, and the judge believes it, the court believes it, everybody believes it, we're all done with it. So what happens? I'll tell you what's actually not happening at this very moment, because in the past, when the the when the government would lose a case, DOJ would instantly be providing guidance to the federal agents how to comply with the with a judge's order. DOJ still, after several days, has not provided any guidance to any of the federal agencies about how to comply with this order. DOJ is tacitly sending the message: just violate the order, continue to censor speech, continue to coerce the social media companies to silence conservatives. 
It is outrageous. This is DOJ is supposed to be the Department of Justice. Right. It's supposed to be the main arm of government to ensure that the rule of law is followed. Instead, DOJ has become this renegade organization that I have to say it's engaged in a coup against America. It's engaged in a coup against the Constitution of the United States. It's outrageous. Americans must not allow this to stand. And that's really not too strong. It really is a bloodless coup. When you have a federal government, you can call the swap, whatever you want, but when you have members of the unelected in class at the FBI, the Department of Justice, and others who are actually working for one particular political party and doing what they can to subvert any forward movement from the, uh, from the other political party, it's what you said. It, it's like it's a bloodless coup inside. And what I've said for many years, and my listeners know it, is I say, well, we need to vote better. Need to vote better. Unfortunately, like here in, for example, Delaware, we are the indelibly blue state because of Newcastle County. And people go in, just push the D. They get this. Even some people, Dan, might hear this and think, oh, well, everybody does it. No big deal. Gosh, you're just whining and moaning about it. What, what can you say to change hearts and minds and, and let people know just how important this really is to their lives. You know, when when you the, the Democratic Party today is being run by the most radical people ever. If if you were a Democrat or your father was a Democrat thirty years ago, you do not recognize the party leadership today. They are radicalized, and, and I, I actually did a conference where we went through all ten amendments to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. And it's clear that the, the current Democrats controlling the party hate every single one of the Ten Amendments, yeah, including number three, which, which I'm not going to get into, but Chaz and Chop in Seattle and Portland, Oregon, they were actually quartering soldiers <laughs> in people's homes. Even the Third Amendment, they, they've demonstrated they don't like. You know, it's it's just outrageous, and they are. It's a blatant attack against the First Amendment, free speech rights, assembly rights. We uncovered a document that shows that DHS is funding efforts to to infiltrate not for conservative, not for profit groups to create dummy accounts and to to teach people not to get information from conservative websites. This is our taxpayer dollars. They're supposed to be used against terrorism at mm-hmm. DHS. Instead, they're being used against regular everyday Americans. We, 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 we published a chart. It's a, it's a pyramid that shows a bunch of Nazi groups at the top. And who else is connected to these Nazi groups, according to DHS? The Christian Broadcasting Network and oh, the God. Heritage Foundation. You may not care for their message, you know, and, and maybe you don't like their conservative message, but they're not terrorists. They're, they're right. If you're a liberal and you don't like a conservative point of view, that's called your political opponent. Yeah, it's not called your enemy. It's it's not called you know, somebody you have to destroy. It's somebody that you have that you want to beat in a debate because that's what our government was involved in. It's pluralism, and and free speech gives us the right to argue and debate political issues. No, 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 no. If, but, but if you actually have the power of the mob behind you on social media, now, now you cancel people, you destroy their lives and their careers, and it's different. 
Um, getting back to my original question of, you know, what do you say to people? Yes, you've done a fine job of describing where the Democratic Party is right now. In fact, uh, I know a lot of Democrats. It, it is Delaware, you know, and, and it's, there's one degree of separation in, in my little state here. If you don't know somebody, you've lived here for 20 years or more, I guarantee you know somebody who does know that person. But the, the Democrats I know are all over 45 years old. I mean, you know, there's a few I know that are younger, but most of the ones I know are over the age of 45. And each one of them is, is just beyond themselves. They're like, how did our party get to be like this? How did we get to be the socialists, those who are pushing for 12-year-olds to get gender surgery, irreversible surgery without their parents knowing? When, when did this become part of, of our party? And, and I say, well, look, it's been a long, long slog, but we've had this movement since the 1920s in this country, and they, they finally got to this point. But see, Dan, they too, the, the Democrats I know that are over 45 years old, they too are, are stunned when it comes to the direction of the party. And, and that's why I asked the question, okay, now that we know what you, how you describe the Democratic Party you know, at the top the way it is right now, but... But how, how do you get the message across to people that these violations of their First Amendment, these violations by the federal government when it comes to social media, really do have a negative effect on their lives, and it's meaningful, and, and they need to vote in such a way that the people you vote for do not allow this to happen? How do you make that passionate plea so that people, especially Democrats and young Democrats, understand how important this is, Dan? You know, there are two prerequisites to a civil society, to a free society, and that is that people are educated and that people are moral. It requires our clergy and families to make sure that we are raising moral people. It requires uh, a broader effort to make sure that people are educated, but each individual person has to make a decision about the, their character and how well-informed they're going to be. If if, Amer if the American public continues to resist the idea of a higher power, of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a creator who is responsible for determining right and wrong, and that we are to spend our lives trying to figure that out, and if the American public resists the efforts of actually reading and being educated, then there is no hope for a country. We need the American family. We need clergy. We need parents to teach their kids these values. Otherwise, America will be lost forever. If you just tuned in, that's Dan Schneider, vice president of MRC, Media Research Center, America's premier media watchdog. And we're talking about the House Judiciary Committee hearing that's going on right now with FBI Director Christopher Wray. There is no doubt that uh, everything Dan is saying happened with Twitter and Facebook actually happened. It did. As a matter of fact, as they've published at MRC.org, the Twitter files, part seven, exposed, without a doubt, that the FBI primed executives there to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story because they wanted Joe Biden to win the election. Think about that. What if it, for those of you who are Democrats, how would you feel if, uh, if for example, you learned that the FBI was uh, instrumental with all the news outlets in making sure that no bad news, no negative stories came out about, say, Donald Trump? Would that anger you? And so... If it does, why does this not anger you? Because it really is uh, this, this violation of free speech. And Dan, um, I, I, I come back to you with the question of, 
what happens to these people? What happens uh, to the FBI agents, to those who worked at other intelligence agencies? Uh, you know, the 51 disgraced former intelligence agency executives uh, who said, oh, yeah, the Hunter Laptop story has all the uh, hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign, knowing that that's weasel wording, but it, the intent was to tell people, oh, it's the Russians, Russians, Russians uh, siding with Trump again. So we know that's a lie. Yet what happens, Dan, if it's all determined and um, the decision from the court is, yes, they're all guilty, nothing happens to these people. Nothing changes, does it, or does it? Well, well, at the moment, nothing else can happen because you've got Merrick Garland as the attorney general and Christopher Wray as the FBI director, and they were all in on it. Congress is having a hearing as we speak, uh, hammering on Christopher Wray. But Congress does not have handcuffs and guns to arrest him. There's no prison that they can take him to. All you know, we, we can make a criminal referral to Merrick Garland to say what's going on with your agent is a crime. Please arrest him. Of course, Merrick Garland's not going to do it. We have to have a new attorney general and a new FBI director to clean house. And that's why we're, this country is in such danger, because those people are actively working politically to throw Donald Trump in prison and to make sure that Joe Biden is not thrown in prison, to make sure that the Democratic Party remains in power. You know, um, legend has it that Ben Franklin was was asked at one point uh, as uh, delegations uh, exited the courthouse in Philadelphia, uh, what kind of government do we have? What kind of government do we have? What is it? And he said, it's a republic if you can keep it. Question, Dan, you study this. Are we losing it? So, uh, Rick, the first time that people came together to form a government to govern themselves was ancient Athens. And that form of representational democracy lasted about 120 years. The second time it happened was 1776. Our country is only the second effort for people to form a government to govern themselves. So far, this representational democracy has lasted twice as long as the first effort, and we are close to losing it. The assumption that we will always be free is one of the greatest threats to our freedom itself. The American people have to take responsibility to take back our government, or else it will be lost forever. Well, remember, Revolutionary War, the vast majority of people didn't want to separate, didn't want war, didn't want bad things to happen. They wanted to go along with the king and uh, you know, just... Uh you know, pay their taxes and be ruled from uh, from afar and, and such. And I imagine the vast majority of people here were just going to kind of like, you know, go along to get along as, as well. Well, this is where those, those middle-of-the-road voters need to decide that enough is enough. And that's the key, Dan. That, that really is the key. We don't have to pick up arms. I'll just go to the polls and vote, and vote better and vote correctly, you know, vote for freedom. And, and I've always uh, said, you know, well, the libertarians are not going to win. And so now you know where I live as a registered Republican, Dan. I live on that libertarian side, the Thomas Massey's, the Rand Paul's, you know, people like that. And uh, so and here in uh, Newcastle County, you know, we gave you Joe Biden. Have a nice day. So that, uh-huh. it's, it's not going to, ch- I know, it's not going to change much here. Um, and, and I don't know if it's going to change much around the country. I mean, there are a lot of things that have to have to happen, have to change. Republicans have to uh, have to master the mail-in voting. That's what's happening all around the country. They have to master that. 
Democrats, and and they haven't. They don't have uh, you know, the socialist billionaires who are funding uh, these you know ground campaigns to uh, accumulate all these ballots and harvest the ballots and, and get them in there. I I, I don't know. I, I just um, tell me there's some hope, Dan. That's what I'm asking. I guess Look, we we've got reason and truth on our side, and as you said earlier, you you know all these Democrats who are saying. What in the world? 12-year-olds can, can have their genitalia cut off without their parents' involvement? Mm-hmm. You know, what is going on? The great majority of Americans are rejecting these radical ideas. The idea that a man can call himself a woman and then you know, engage in sports, including you know, uh, violent sports, and harm women and destroy women's sports. These things are so so extreme that I think that those middle of the road voters are saying enough. And I, I think there is hope for America when the, the, the every time the last time the left was just so extreme relative to the time, uh, Ronald Reagan won in a landslide and, and saved not only freedom in America, but freedom throughout the world. So yes, I am hopeful. I'm optimistic that the American public will rise again and say enough. We still believe in the Constitution. We still believe in free speech, freedom of assembly, property rights. We still believe in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, et cetera, amendments. We support America. Well, I certainly hope that's true. Unfortunately, uh, anecdotally, you take a look at what happened with this new Twitter competitor, Threads, which is run now, uh, you know, by Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg, Instagram. You just sign right up really easy. And it indicates to me that you have 100 million people who are saying, I want the other side. I want conservatives to be censored. I don't want to hear about the Constitution. I don't want to hear about right and wrong. I want to just hear what feels good to me, even if it's not true. And they want that censorship. That's why they sign up for threads and uh, are giving up on Twitter. So maybe you're right. Maybe there is hope. I look at that anecdotally, and I'm thinking, nope. They just want to put their fingers in the ears, say, na, 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 and sign up for threads and be censored. If 35 to 40 percent of Americans view that, you know, view the world that way, and 55 to 60 percent of Americans still believe in America, we win. So uh, I really think the left is, has gone way too far, and those middle-of-the-road Americans who still love America, they may not agree with you and me on certain policy matters, but they still believe in the idea of America, then we, we will win. Dan Schneider, Vice President, Media Research Center. Free speech America, man. Um, the hearing's going on right now with the FBI Director, Christopher Wray. I certainly hope you have time this week to, uh, to chat with me again. Details about the hearing that's going on today. I certainly hope so. Happy to, Rick. All right. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. And folks, it's mrc.org. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. 